is as it should be, regarding my will and the estate. Sir Hugo had made his fortune in India, and had been knighted for services rendered to the crown on the subcontinent. Consequently, the Halsters inhabited that nebulous social stratum of upper gentry, lower aristocracy, and were, in common parlance, comfortably well off. The Lowndes Street house reflected that, a highly respectable address in a well-to-do neighborhood. Even Lady Halstead's bedroom, with its large modern bed, damask curtains, matching upholstery and counterpane, and the well-polished, good-quality furniture, attested to the family's standing. Although she didn't know the finer details of the Halstead estate, Violet understood that on his death, Sir Hugo's holdings had passed entirely to Lady Halstead for her use through her lifetime. On her death, the estate would be divided according to the provisions of Sir Hugo's will, which gave equal portions to each of the four Halstead children. His request, therefore, and Lady Halstead's desire, made perfect sense. Violet nodded. Very well. What do you want me to do? Although her mind was still clear and surprisingly shrewd, Lady Halstead had grown increasingly frail and now remained abed for much of her days. Managing the stairs was an effort, one she undertook only when she deemed it necessary. Violet routinely managed the small household in Lowndes Street, just south of Lowndes Square. With only herself, Lady Halstead, Tilly, her ladyship's maid, and cook, it wasn't an onerous duty, especially as all four women got along well. Violet's years with Lady Halstead had been peaceful and untrammeled, a gentle, undemanding, if unexciting existence. Sinking back once more, Lady Halstead sighed. Sadly, old Runcorn too passed on last year, so I suppose we must summon that young son of his. A frown passed over Lady Halstead's face. I really must decide if the boy is up to the task of managing my affairs. The late Arthur Runcorn had been the Halstead's man of business for many years. Violet had only met Mr. Andrew Runcorn, the boy, once, when he'd come seeking her ladyship's signature on some form. Although young to the extent of being several years shy of Violet's own thirty-four years, she'd formed a favourable impression of the earnest Mr. Runcorn, Jr. He'd seemed honest and sincere, and willing to please. But as to whether he was capable of managing finances, she had no way to judge. Moving to the tall boy, in which Lady Halstead's travelling writing desk was stored, Violet bent and drew out the deep bottom drawer. When would you like to see him? Tomorrow. As Violet straightened, the portable writing desk in her hands, Lady Halstead nodded decisively. Write a note and ask him to call tomorrow morning, and he should bring a listing of all the properties and investments that make up the estate. Tell him I wish to conduct a full review. Violet carried the writing desk to the small table before the armchair on the other side of the bed. After laying out paper, ink, and pen, she looked at her ladyship. Would you like to dictate? 
Lady Halstead waved the suggestion away. No. Her lips lifted in a smile. You know how to phrase things better than I. Violet smiled back, dipped the nib in the ink, and bent to her task. Lady Halstead had been frowning for the last five minutes. In the sitting room downstairs, seated in an armchair to her ladyship's right, Violet wondered what, in Andrew Runcorn's summation of Lady Halstead's estate, was at fault. The young man of business had responded immediately to the summons Violet had dispatched yesterday with a brief note, and, today, had duly presented himself at the house on the dot of eleven o'clock, as requested. Of medium build, with a boyishly round face, brown hair, and wide brown eyes, the younger Runcorn...